Welcome to another message from Charles Millett Ministries. For more information, contact Christian Provision Ministries at 919-774-9462 or visit us online at www.christianprovision.com. So this is what I hear for us. God's agenda. Woo! The acceptable year of the Lord. So Bishop, what is the acceptable year of the Lord? Well, this term, the acceptable year of the Lord, is not a term that many believers in many cases are familiar with. But this term is a quote. When Jesus was reading in Luke chapter 4, he was reading from a quote or from the scripture that's found in Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 1 and 2. As a matter of fact, let's look at that. Isaiah 61 verse 1 and 2. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me, Jesus talking about himself, to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to comfort the brokenhearted, to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come. And with it, the day of God's anger against their enemies. Are you getting this? So Jesus was quoting from Isaiah 61 and 2. And What he's making reference to, glory to the Lamb of God, he's making reference to (laughs) uh, what God wants us to know concerning his agenda. Jesus is saying from Isaiah 61, 1 and 2, which is what he read in the book of Isaiah in uh, Luke chapter 4, Jesus is saying, I am the fulfillment of this scripture in your presence and in your ears. What you just heard about, the Spirit of the Lord being upon me to preach and teach, to set the captive free, to heal, to deliver, to give victory, and also to destroy your enemies. Jesus says that scripture has been fulfilled in your ears because the one that's reading it to you now I'm the fulfillment of that scripture. And it's a reference to the year of Jubilee. Now, the year of Jubilee took place every 50 years on the Day of Atonement. The Day of Atonement was the day once a year where the priests would actually go in and offer up the sacrifice of sins on the behalf of the people. Every year the priest would have to go do that. The atonement was connected to covering the sins of the people. And every 50th year was the year of Jubilee. And the year of Jubilee was a year of universal release for both persons and also for property. The year of Jubilee was a chance to reset. It was a chance to start over based on God's provision. And remember, God's agenda is God's perspective and God's position 
concerning you. So for the nation of Israel, God's chosen people, the year of Jubilee was God's way. Please hear me. The year of Jubilee was God's way of keeping his people free from slavery and free from debt. So again, the term, please hear me, the acceptable year of the Lord is a reference to the year of Jubilee. Now, let me give you some historical reference directly related to the year of Jubilee. We're going to have to go in the Old Testament. You have to look at Leviticus chapter 25 and verse 9 down through verse 13. It's very important as we lay out the foundation for this new series that you get this. Then on the Day of Atonement in the 50th year, this was the instruction from God, blow the ram's horn loud and long throughout the land. Set this year apart as holy, a time to proclaim, look y'all, a time to proclaim freedom throughout the land for all who live there. It will be a jubilee year for you. When each of you may return to your land that belonged to your ancestors and return to your own clan. This 50th year will be a jubilee for you. During that year, you must not plant your fields or store away any of your crops that grow on their own. And don't gather the grapes for your, uh, from your unpruned vines. It will be a jubilee year for you. And you must keep it holy, but you may eat whatever the land produces on its own. <laughs> and then verse 13, in the year of Jubilee, each of you may return to the land that belongeth to your ancestors. So let me tell you what's happening here. See, the year of Jubilee, <laughs> again, is a year of freedom for God's people. It is a year of both release for persons and also for property based on the provision of Almighty God. The year of Jubilee, this is the order. The order was this, we see. You had atonement first, where the priest would come and offer the covering of the sins in the lives of the people. And then the priest would sound the trumpet after he offered up the atonement to cover the people's sins. He would sound the trumpet to release and introduce the year of Jubilee. In other words, it's a universal release of persons and also a universal release of property for people. So after the priest would go in and offer the atonement, the covering of sins for the people, he would come out and blow the horn Sounding the alarm, telling everybody, a new year has begun. And it's the year of Jubilee. So in the Old Testament, when you owed a debt that you could not pay, you literally became a slave to the person you owed and you lost control of your property and your assets until the debt was paid. Let me say that again. In the Old Testament, when you owed a debt that you could not pay, you literally became a slave to the person that you owed the debt to. And during that time, you lost control of your property and your other assets until the debt was paid. This was what Jubilee was all about. With this in mind, the year of Jubilee was a year of release. Come on, say release. 
Say it one more time, release. There was a release of people, please hear me. All slaves were set free and all debt-induced servanthood ended. That year, God put that in place so that his people would not be enslaved and also they wouldn't be drowned and controlled by debt. In other words, there were people that were actually enslaved to others because they could not pay their debt. Just like it is today, you know Proverbs 22 and 7? Proverbs 22 and 7 lets us know, y'all, just, just, as, just as plain as day, that the, the, the borrower is serving to the lender. It's like, just as the rich rule the poor, so the borrower is servant to the lender. And in the Old Testament, this was literally true. If you were a borrower, please hear me, and you could not pay your debt, you literally were into serving. You were enslaved to the person that you owed the money to. So the year of Jubilee, there was a release of people and a redistribution of lands. Anything you had lost because of debt, this is what God put in place. This was God's agenda. Anything that you had lost because of debt, it was restored and it was a release of all debts. All debts canceled. Can you say that with me? All debts canceled. Debts were there. They existed. People were drowning in it. Drowning in it so much that they were owned by other people, controlled by other people. And God put a system in place. This was God's agenda, God's perspective, God's position concerning his people every 50th year. The year of Jubilee. The year of release. And Jesus said it was called the acceptable year of the Lord. So the year of Jubilee was a year of release. Again, a year of release for persons, please hear me, a year of release for land, and a year of release from debt. In other words, everybody was given a fresh start. Isn't it amazing that you can serve a God that can take you from the back and put you to the front? Isn't it amazing that God can put a system in place that'll take you from the bottom and bring you to the top. Isn't it amazing that God can put a system in place that'll bring you from the gutter, Lord have mercy, and put you in the palace? Only God can do such a thing. Many of you are listening to me and looking at me right now. You are a testament to God's agenda. You are a testament that no matter where you are and what was happening and what took place in your life, God had an agenda that superseded all of the misery, all of the pain, all of the disappointment in your life. Many of you right now can testify you have experienced what Jubilee is like yourself because of God's agenda in your life. So everyone was given a fresh start. So now think about this in relation to where we are in the land right now today. It was literally a complete overhaul of the economy. Everything was shifting. Everything was changing. Everybody, please hear me, y'all. Everybody was included in 
this year of Jubilee. And to qualify for this fresh start, to qualify for this new beginning, you only had to meet one requirement, just one. The one requirement you had to meet was to be a resident of the land. <laughs> you just had to be a resident of that land. And I want to equate that to where we are today, Brother Craig. I'm decreeing and declaring what God has revealed and spoken to my heart prophetically. God's agenda. The acceptable year of the Lord. This year of Jubilee. All you got to do to be a part of what I'm about to release and share with you is to be a citizen of the kingdom. <laughs> All you got to do is be willing to give your life to God. To become born again. To trust God with your life. Be bold enough, brave enough, strong enough, confident enough, different enough to say, my life matters so much that trusting God with my life is what I'm going to do. All you got to do to qualify for what I'm setting you up for, and I can't wait to give this to you in the heart of this message. All you got to do is be a citizen of the kingdom of God. Give your life to Jesus. So it didn't matter about social status. It didn't matter about race. It didn't matter about gender. It didn't matter about your financial position. None of that stuff mattered. All you had to do to qualify was to be a resident of the land. And what God wants to do in your life, social status, race, gender, where you live, where you work, what your title position is, how much you got, what you don't have, you don't have to have that to qualify. All you got to have is a life that you turned over to God. It was available for them, and it's available for you and I right now. So Jubilee, please hear me, is about the cancellation of debt. It's about God's agenda for you. It's about God's position, God's perspective concerning you. It's about the restoration of community. Because anybody that had a debt that couldn't pay, they were enslaved to the person they owed. And the year of Jubilee meant that you could go back to your own land. You, could get, you, you were free to go back to your family. So that was a restoration of community. Are you listening to me? <laughs> all children that were enslaved, all fathers, any mothers, could go back to their family. It was freedom from debt. And it was also freedom from bondage. And that's why I got to preach and teach God's agenda the way God gave it to me without it being controlled by my own thinking or by my own thoughts or what I see. I can't be under the influence of what's going on around me. I've got to be under the influence of God. And God said, my agenda, Bishop, is not about how you see it. My agenda is not about how they see it. My agenda is about my perspective and my position concerning you. And I said, yes, Lord. Let's do it, God, only the way Woohoo! You want it done. So it's about the restoration of community. 
freedom from debt and bondage. This 2021, please hear me, is the acceptable year of the Lord. What are you saying, Bishop? I'm decreeing and declaring to you from the heart of God, this is a year of jubilee, a year of restoration of community, a year of freedom. From what? From the bondage of debt. From debt bondage even today. Is there anyone right now under the sound of my voice listening to me experiencing any bondage concerning debt? Any pressure in the area of debt? Is it anybody listening to me that's dealing with any pressure in the area of debt? According to what we read in our foundational scripture in Luke 4 and 21, Jesus said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Jesus was telling them and he's telling us that what happened for the Israelites was a type and shadow of who he is and what he came to do. Jesus was saying to them, I'm your jubilee. I'm your debt counselor. I'm your way maker. I'm your freedom fighter. I'm the one that sets the captive free. And he began to pronounce their release. He said, this is what Jesus said. He says, Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach. And he said, what I'm preaching is connected to the year of Jubilee. He said, I am your Jubilee. And he said, you are going to be released from poverty. You're going to be released from brokenness. You're going to be released from captivity. You're going to be released from blindness. You're going to be released from bruises. All this is in Isaiah. You're going to be released from bruises. He said, I'm preaching to you the acceptable year of the Lord, which is the year of Jubilee. And right there in Isaiah 61, 1 and 2, all of these things is what Jesus was saying. He said, it's now been fulfilled in your ears, in your presence. He says, I am your Jubilee. I don't have time to do it now because we're laying it out and I want you to get it, but in your leisure, you go back and you read the rest of the verses in Luke chapter 4 where our foundational scripture is coming from, and you'll find out that even after Jesus preached, proclaimed, and told them that I am your jubilee, they didn't receive it. A lot of them did not receive it. As a matter of fact, the Bible says they took him up on to a hill, and they took him up, on a, up to a hill to suggest that they wanted to hear more from him. But their plan was to take him to the top of the hill and throw him off the hill. But the Holy Spirit, whoo, glory to God, God's hand was upon Jesus. Holy Spirit led him and showed him how to get through that and get past that. And God took care of his life the same way God takes care of ours. Can you imagine Jesus showing up and saying, I'm your jubilee. This is what I come to do for you. I come actually to uh, actually release you from poverty, from brokenness, from captivity, from blindness, from bruises. And all the people want to do is kill him for it. They didn't receive it. However, it didn't stop Jesus from preaching it. And even though everybody don't receive and won't respond and doesn't want to align themselves up with what God is doing in this year of Jubilee, doesn't mean that I can't preach it. Doesn't mean that you can't respond to it. Doesn't mean that we can't walk it out. This is God's agenda. Come on, say this with me. God's agenda. Say it again. God's agenda. Say it one more time. God's agenda. And God is free to make you a part of his agenda. And that's what he said, because everything about God is connected to us. So he preached 
the year of Jubilee, and all the people all over the region, he laid it out for them, for those that would receive it. Listen to me. Please listen to me. The order in the Old Testament was atonement. And then the priest would blow the trumpet. Did you know that with atonement, what the priest would do was this. The priest would take two goats and he would go to offer atonement again to cover the sins of the people. He would take the two goats and he would lay hands on the goats and he would pray to God and transfer the sins of the people to the goats. Then one of the goats, he would kill the goat, take the blood from the goat, take it into the holies of holies, and pour it on the mercy seat, and it represented the covering of the sins of the people for that year. Then he would take the other goat and literally take it out into the wilderness, or even out into the woods, and let that goat go. And that goat was called the scapegoat, which meant that one goat, blood was shed for the covering of the sins. The other goat that was released as the scapegoat represented the sins going away and never coming back. That's how that was handled in the old time, and, and that's what atonement was. And then after that would take place, the priest would sound the trumpet. Let everybody know on that 50th year, this is the year of Jubilee. Sins had been covered and also gone away. And now it's time to walk in and move into the freedom that God has for you. <laughs> And that goat that was a scapegoat again would be never seen again. But before, get this, y'all, this is what I'm trying to get. Before atone, before Jubilee could happen, before Brother Craig, freedom and a release of persons and land and debt, before there could be a restoration of community, atonement had to take place first. So sins had to be covered first, and then, woo, Jesus, jubilee could take place. The trumpet would sound. But for us in this hour, y'all, I ain't got to go find no two goats. I ain't got to kill one of them and bring the blood from one of them and sprinkle it on the altar at church so your sins can be covered, and then take the other goat and let it run down through the woods and say your sins have run away. No. For us, our sins are not covered. You don't have to worry about me performing an atonement because we got Calvary and we got the resurrection. Are you listening to me? <laughs> Jesus is our atonement. But the thing about us is we, 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 we don't have, see, see, in the Old Testament, the atonement was the covering of the sin. In our life, our sins don't have to be covered. Our sins have been remitted, forever washed away. Jesus did that. 
what Adam lost or what was taken from Adam that belonged to us, Jesus took it back, gave it back to every one of us. So what was lost with Adam has been returned to us through Jesus. And Jesus is saying to us right now, as I speak to you and give you this prophetic word, because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, Jubilee is about debt cancellation. Debt cancellation. It's about freedom from debt, freedom from bondage. Now let me show you this example of a woman in the Bible a family that lived through what Jubilee is like. 2 Kings chapter 4, a few verses here. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1 through 7. Are you still with me? Come on, are you with me? Come on, 2 Kings 4, 1 through 7. Check this out. One day the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, my husband who served you is dead. And you know, pastor, how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves. Now, this is her story, her testimony, and you're going to see the spiritual message for you. And the pastor, Elijah, said, what can I do to help you? Elijah asked. Tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all, she said, except a flask of olive oil, she replied. And Elisha said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and your neighbors. This was the instruction that the man of God gave her. And after you borrowed them, he said, then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. Stay with me. You got to get this. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her and she filled one after another. Mm. Soon every container was full to the brim. And the mother said, bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. And then verse seven. Oh, the son says, there aren't any more. He told her, and then the olive oil stopped flowing. When there were no more jars, the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God, when she told the pastor what had happened, he said to her, now sell the olive oil, pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on what's left over. Whoo! Good God Almighty. Listen to this, y'all. This is about a supernatural debt cancellation. And think about what we are dealing with today, y'all. This woman, husband, had died. He was the only one working in the house. And not only was he the only one working in the house, but he was a man of God. He was a believer. He served and worked as an assistant to the pastor. And he has died and left his wife and children in debt. And the Bible says that the creditors has come. This is the situation. She's a stay-at-home mother. She ain't got no income. 
No way to pay the debts that she rightfully owes. The debts are already past due because the Bible says the creditor is standing at the door. She's got a dire situation right now. She's in dire straits. So she runs to the man of God. And if I had time, I would tell you how important it is to have your pastor in your life. Too many people today are missing God because they don't have the anointed leader for them in their life. They're not planted. But that's another whole message at another time. But when she got to the man of God, she said, or he said, what you got in the house? She shared what she had in this critical place. The creditor is at the door with a right to collect because her husband left her in debt. And this is what the pastor told her. Pastor Elisha said, shut the door. How many of you listen to me right now? Your pastor has told you to shut the door on some stuff. And the reason that there are things not working out and going your way right now is because you won't shut the door on stuff in your life that's trying to take you out. He said, come on in and shut the door. He said, go borrow and then take the jar of oil and pour it into those vessels that I told you to borrow. He said, set them aside. And then according to verse 5 through verse 7, we looked at it after she filled up all of the vessels and set each one aside. When there were no more vessels, the oil stopped when she ran out of vessels. The oil didn't stop until she ran out of vessels. And then this is what he told her. He said, pay your debts. Woo. Mm, 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 mm. He said, pay your debts and live on the rest. He was telling her, you've been so blessed. You've been blessed so much that you got enough to pay all your debts. <laughs> and you and your sons can make a life off what's left. One prophetic instruction. He won't tell her y'all can just survive. He said, pay the debts, live off the rest. In other words, you and your sons, you got enough left over to go make a life for y'all. God, a prof Lord have mercy. While her husband that served the man of God, a believer, died, left dead, creditor knocking on the door, ready to, and guess what the creditor was coming to do according to the scripture? To take her two sons to go pay the debt. They were going to be slaves until she could pay that debt. And she wasn't going to be able to pay that debt. But God supernaturally had a plan for debt cancellation. This woman was embarking upon and about to experience her jubilee. Charles Millette Ministries would like to thank you for listening to this message. We pray that the favor of God continues to elevate your life. Our mission is to get clear, get focused, and get moving. If you want more information about our ministry, please contact Christian Provision Ministries at 919-774-9462 or visit us online at www.christianprovision.com.